welcome back to the Happiest Sad Person podcast. I'm Alessandra, your more injured host than last week. Um, I guess we'll get right right into it. Uh, last week I had mentioned that I had injured my ankle. As I shift myself, uh, give my ankle a little bit of space at the moment. Um, got an update. Worse than I thought. Um, initially, I'd gone to Med Express to see what was wrong with my ankle, and they had said it was a bad sprain. Um, and then I got a phone call. God, I want to say maybe a day, two days later. Um, they had said that they had sent it out to radiology, and they had found something potentially more serious went to an orthopedic surgeon was more serious um i did a what was it a distal fracture of my fibula so on the outside of my right ankle that crack that i heard initially um was my bone cracking so that was a, a not so thrilling thing to hear um I was really not not super super happy or stoked that uh, what I thought was a sprain a more serious sprain turned out to be something more more serious after all a longer healing time uh, at least four to six weeks um, before I can do any sort of like major weight bearing I have one of those uh, be on the cap, almost the knee boots on that I have to walk on, and I'm still, as I re readjust, uh, I'm still on crutches, and I can do, I can do moderate weight bearing, um, but still on crutches, still hobbling around, still, still definitely incapacitated, um, showering has been an experience. That's, that's been a humbling, humbling experience for me. But, yeah, it's weird. It, it legitimizes um, me feeling so sick the two days after the injury. Apparently when you fracture or break a bone, sometimes your body is in, like, major inflammation mode, and so you can get really sick. So, like, that weird flu feeling, that makes sense. Um, and then when I actually broke the bone, when all my senses sort of went wonky and like the, my hearing blew out and I, I, it, I had that rough rush of endorphins that again makes sense. It's, it was my body's way of sort of protecting itself. And even seeing that x-ray of my foot, it's so crazy because the fracture is very thin. You know, it went across the bone but nothing was uh displaced but it's crazy to think that that one little line can cause so much havoc you know i need my right foot and i can't use it right now and it's it's that little line on the x-ray that that does all the damage and god we are so fragile as human beings i i guess i took for granted for so long like God, we one false move and then we we fall apart. 
and definitely seeing that x-ray, you know, it, it reminded me of that. And so, yeah, I have a longer road to recovery than I thought. Uh, my ankle's still pretty swollen, closer to the foot. You know, it's the swelling is impacting my circulation. So if I have my foot down too long, it gets like purpley, which is terrifying. Um, comment down below or DM me on Instagram if that's happened to you before, if that's quote unquote normal. Um, but yeah, I was really not expecting to be out of commission for so long. And so I'm sort of in this weird, I don't know, I call it like legitimate depression mode because I have a legitimate reason to be depressed. More often than not, my depression is sort of vague and nebulous and like I can be depressed about kind of anything or nothing. And so it's bizarrely nice to have a place to put the depression, like a, a legitimate thing that I can explain like, yeah, this is why I'm, I'm bummed out because I, you know, injured my ankle and I'm struggling, you know, with walking and basic tasks and cooking and, you know, getting things out of the fridge with your crutches is a nightmare. But, you know, I, I say the word nightmare loosely because, you know, there can be so many other worse things that, got, that could be going on in my life right now. So, yeah, that's, I have a little set list uh, that I'm looking down at, which is unprofessional, but I um I drank too much coffee before I recorded this so like I'm in that bizarre headspace where I'm sort of a little uh, a little buzzy a little a little zoned out which um I always know my limits and then I push it too far that's kind of how I operate but um yeah so I I hit my injury update and then yeah, I love, I just can't get over the power of the human body. Like we, we're just these series of mechanisms and bone and flesh and fascia and ligaments and tendons and, and somehow it all miraculously works together. And it's just sort of amazing that we're all not more injured all the time. Like for that little line in my bone to disrupt my life so much, you would think we would all be on death's door all the time or always incapacitated. The human body is just so miraculous and I'm definitely not going to, once I get up and moving, uh, take it for granted because my God, I miss moving normally and running and walking and showering. Oh my god, when I can take a real shower and not like a weird uh, hopping on one foot shower, leaning against the glass, almost wiping out, using a chair to get back in and out of the shower because it's a shower tub, so there's no graceful way to get out of the shower when you're injured, at least for the shower I have. So... Yeah, I just have gratitude for my former body and my soon-to-be 
healed body. And I want to come back, you know, better than ever. But that will take time. And I'm just sort of having to take everything literally day by day. Where I just have to tell myself, okay, get through today. Today is all that matters. Next hour, keep your goals minimal, legitimate, attainable. And that's sort of what's gotten me through to, what is it now, two weeks and a day since I injured my ankle initially. And then I have a follow-up appointment on September 20th to get a new x-ray and find out what the, what the prognosis is. And I'm hoping it's good because, my God, what am I going to do to entertain myself? If I can't do activity beyond that, but yeah, it really, you know, it's funny. It reminded me of something my therapist had told me a while ago, which is that I lack empathy, but it's more so I lack empathy out of practicality than legitimately not caring. You know, I sort of need to be hit over the head to really like experience empathy because for me, I can't even delve into having empathy for a specific scenario because I know I can't reach those depths of, of true empathy until I experience it myself. So she said it in like a kind of a flattering way, you know, uh, that it's not that I don't care. It's just that I know I can't truly empathize until I experience it myself to some degree. And so this reminded me of that. It's like I now when people tell me that they have an injury that incapacitates them or they had an injury that incapacitated them, I have so much more empathy for that experience for the sort of hurry up and wait of healing I don't know it's just it's funny that I I sometimes need to to experience the thing to really completely empathize because I'm I now have to go through the experience myself so there's a practical reason for me to experience empathy if that makes sense and so there's good and, and bad to that but I don't know it made so much more sense experiencing this that that revelation that she had told me about myself because at first I was offended when she said I lacked empathy I'm like no I have it's funny, I have sometimes this endless well of empathy for for like the wrong things sometimes. Like I'll have empathy for someone that like is going to court for accidentally, you know, hitting somebody with their car because they it was just a freak thing, it was a mistake and I just I think my god, we could all be there we could all make a big mistake and like ruin your life forever in just a, a millisecond um so i have that sometimes bizarre empathy and then 
I just sometimes will see tragedy and it will just like haunt me for weeks, months, years. Like I'll just latch onto it and it'll be like in my brain. So maybe my like empathy scale is broken because if it's something more mundane and everyday that people experience, like a lot of people fracture their ankle, their foot, a bone, and you hear about it, and I would hear about it, and I would go, yeah, sure, okay, I, I feel bad for you, but maybe it's just the extremes, maybe I just have, I can almost empathize more with the, the outskirts of experiences, and I can really, like, comprehend that pain or suffering, because it's not so close to me that I don't know. Sometimes when something is too close to me, I can just like, it's almost easier to distance myself. And, and you know, as a writer, I, I have to find ways to get empathy for scenarios that have never happened to me. Because when you write characters, you're obviously, you need to get depth to your characters. So... It's funny that I can't sometimes seem to access that empathy until I've experienced it myself, but maybe it's almost like I know there's no way I'm going to access that empathy until I experience it myself because you can go through all the motions of of trying to create an experience in your mind, but unless you're there, you're in every moment, you're in the mundane moments of pain. You can't you just can't access that that depth or that pain or that experience or you know sometimes there's a lot of joy in in sad things too and so maybe I just shut my brain off from certain things of empathy because it's it's just not accessible for me in that in that time period in that moment so yeah I don't I don't know, I want hopefully to develop more empathy and I think experiencing more of life will hopefully do that for me and hopefully my therapist will say that I've made leaps and bounds when it comes to, you know, experiencing empathy and really, you know, creating, um, I don't know, a more, a more functional, uh, well, wellspring of empathy. I don't even know if that makes any sense, but God. Yeah. And so another thing I was thinking of recently was that life really is a, an experience that vacillates between good and bad experiences you really just cannot have the good without the bad because when I get you know back to my 100% again I will so appreciate all of the little normal things in life again because I was so incapacitated for so long and I don't know it just reminded me that without these negative experiences, without 
being reminded of what you're missing about what's so beautiful about being alive about what's so intrinsic to the human experience you don't ever really get the full spectrum of joy so these like little divots in your life path the some are bigger than others uh they really just put everything into perspective and really are the mirror to you know really you know the really beautiful things and they can really teach you what to appreciate and so that's sort of what i'm trying to sort of carve out now and really you know dig my ditch of misery so that on the other side the mountain that i create from digging this ditch that will be joy will be so incredible you know i'll wake up early and you know want to go for that run at 8 a.m and look forward to that workout and look forward to cooking and being able to stand and just you know make my tofu stir fry without any issues and I can't wait till I get to that point back to that point I can't wait till I'm you know looking at at this moment and these these sort of downtrodden moments and being like ah ha ha like oh the that's just a laughable old time but when you're in these moments it's a different experience because it just drudges on and you can't you can't look back on it yet you know that that time is coming especially if you have an experience where there's a you know with this injury you know if all goes well you know knock on wood there's a, a time frame for this love for this pain this experience this this negative time and once it's over you know then I can you know be on the road to recovery and then be all good so I can see the light at the end of the tunnel but yeah the patience of waiting for this just to be a laughable experience is tedious it's sort of I don't know a version of a light version of hell on earth sort of like purgatory that I'm being so dramatic but that sort of endlessness like my days now are sort of like this this endlessness but again building empathy building a realization that some people go through this on such a, a larger monumental scale with chronic illness with major injuries with a spinal injury or just the cycle of an injury itself I haven't had that major experience so it's just sort of a teaching moment where it's like yeah you're you're going to go through this sort of downtime this this winter of your life and it is what it is and you have to sort of hunker down accept that things are different now accept help humble yourself to ask for help and yeah I just have to really accept this is sort of like a, a teaching moment 
I mean, really all I can do from this experience is learn from it, or I can choose to learn from it. And this week right now, I'm really, I'm really trying to humble myself and really trying to expand my sense of empathy, my patience with others, because that's really what empathy is when you boil it down. It's having patience for other people's ailments, for other people's experiences, for realizing that that could be you. And so, you know, participating in sort of the golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated. And yeah, I've always considered that rule as sort of like preemptive protection for yourself. Because if you're always treating others as you would like to be treated, then you're naturally taking care of yourself. It's ultimately the most altruistic and selfish way to live. It's it's sort of like the perfect way to live, the perfect hybrid of taking care of yourself because you expect other people to do that for you while also being kind to others. So I don't know, when I realized that, I was like, oh, this is such a great way to be because you're you're benefiting everyone it's you know a sort of mutual not parasitic but what is it symbiotic relationship but I like to end each podcast with a quote that sort of goes along with with what I've uh, sort of been ruminating over the week and this sort of fits in with the uh, concept of empathy. The You really can't get the, the full spectrum of something until you, until you have empathy. And so I've, I came across this poem a long, a long time ago. And I, I don't know, I was just going through some old notes of uh, things that I had saved on my computer. And I was like, oh, this... Ironically, this came up at just the right time. And it's called Kindness by Naomi Shihab Nye in 1952. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, All this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride, thinking the bus will never stop. The passengers eating maize and chicken will stare out the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you. How he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and a simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to gaze at the bread only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say it is i you've been looking for and then goes with you everywhere 
like a shadow right there. 